بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد Respected ulama, honored elders, brothers, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We thank and we praise Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal for the countless favors that Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala descends upon us daily, every minute, every second of our lives. And on that note, we also send salutations and durood upon the greatest of creation, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where we are once again favored to be among his ummah. And to be part of his ummah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today, we're going to begin with a little exercise, with a little task. I want each person in the masjid today to think of something very beloved to them, something that they completely adore, something that they feel that they cannot do without. And this should be something materialistic, maybe a car, maybe a house, maybe a pen, whatever it is, something that, you, that is really close to you that whenever you use it, you feel really good about yourself. Like I can think of a few things right now and I feel really good when I think of it and when I use those items. And we're going to do this inshallah at the end again. And then I want you to think of every person in your life and think of how close you are to them, what kind of a relationship you have with them, and I want you to keep this in your mind, your answer to yourself, and just keep this going, inshallah, until we do this again, inshallah, at the end of the talk. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have explained to us a particular aspect in two very different ways. The hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَذِمِ الْلَذَّاتِ That frequently remember هَذِمِ الْلَذَّاتِ The destroyer, the thing that takes away enjoyment. Thereafter, in another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains this aspect as تُحْفَةُ الْمُؤْمِنِ The gift of the believer. So two very contradictory terms. One, the destroyer of pleasure, the destroyer of enjoyment, but on the other hand, the gift of the believer. And what was the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam describing to us? He was describing to us the aspect and the topic of death. That أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَذِمِ الْلَذَّاتِ Frequently remember that thing that destroys enjoyment and pleasure of this dunya, but at the same time remember, if you are a reciter of the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, then this should be something pleasing to you. This will actually be a gift for you when it comes to you. Allah mentions in Quran, and we often hear this ayah, Kullu nafsin Every soul is a taster of death. Every soul is a taster of death. Now Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal could have said, that every person must die, every mu'min, every kafir, every disbelieving person, every believing person must pass away. But Allah says that every soul is a taster of death. What is the hikmah of why Allah would use the word taster of death? Whenever we eat something, if we have to eat from the aloe plant, and the aloe plant is known to be something very bitter, 
So when you taste the aloe plant, it is a displeasing taste to you. But at the same time, if you have a little spoonful or a little finger of honey, how loving and how sweet is that taste of honey? So that is why every soul will taste death. But it is up to us whether it will be a bitter taste or a sweet taste. That is the hikmah why Allah would use this word. That after you have this taste of death, remember whichever way you lived your life, that is how you will be recompensated on the day of Qiyamah. Whoever has been distanced from the fire of Jahannam, and he is entered into the gardens of paradise, then this is the one, this is the person who is a successful person. Allah mentions in another ayah of Quran, فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ عَنْهُ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ That when death will come to a person, then there can be nothing that will delay him from his death, nor will there be anything on, or anyone to bring his death even closer. We are all going to go. But the irony of it all is we don't know how, and we don't know when, and we don't know where. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتٍ And no soul knows in which land he or she will pass away. No soul knows where, but every soul should know that it is going to happen. Allah mentions, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ O believers, do not let your wealth, nor your children or your families or any other person distract you from the remembrance of Allah. Why? Because when death will come to you, and Allah mentions, that spend within the path of Allah, give out your charity in the path of Allah, be a good person, be a good mu'min. Why? Because when death comes to you, then it will be too late to say that, Oh Allah, give me one more chance. Let me give one more rand in sadaqah. Let me offer one more salah. Let me put my head on the ground before you. That when death will come to each one of us, then let it not be that we form among those people that will say, Ya Allah, Rabbir Ji'oon. My Rabb, send me back for one more second. Send me back for one more minute. For one more moment. I promise you I will not do that wrong. I will leave that girl's hand. I will take that drug away from me. I will come to your masjid. I will come closer to you. Just send me back one more time. Irji'oon. I will be an obedient servant. But it will be too late. It will be on that day. That when the trumpet will be blown, there will be no backstops. There will be no assistance. There will be no, hey, you know who my family is. You know where I come from. There will be nothing like that. And people won't be asking each other for assistance. It will not be possible. This is how... And this is why the Nabi of Allah mentioned it as Remember, this is something that must take your enjoyment of the life away. 
But at the same time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained it as a tuhfa, a gift for the believer. And from here we move to the very lengthy hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu an, mentioned by Imam Ahmad in his musnad, that the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said that when the believing person is about to depart from this world, the gates of heaven are opened. And an entourage of angels come down with a shroud from paradise, perfumed from the perfumes of paradise. They come before the believer. Malakul Maut comes at the head of the believer. And he tells the believing soul that, Oh, pure soul, come out to the forgiveness and the pleasure of your Allah. At that point, the soul is taken out. And it is described in this hadith, it comes out like how water pours out from a cup. So easily and so quickly. And this entourage of angels then take this beloved soul and they shroud it in this garment and this cloth of paradise. And the perfume of musk is given off. And as they now take the soul back to the heavens, as they pass by multiple angels, the angels ask, who is this lucky person? Who is this person? Who is this important person? Who is this VIP? And the angels will take him and he will take him by his name and he will, they will say that this is the son. This is this person, the son of this person. And they will mention him by the lovely names that he was used by or that was used for him in the world. Then they will go to the first heaven. And the knock will be given and the angels will ask that who is there? And they will reply that it is such and such person and the gates of heaven are opened until he reaches the seventh heaven. Thereafter, Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal will give the instruction that take this beautiful soul back into my banda's body and the soul will be taken back and it is at that point that the person will then be asked the questions and obviously he will succeed. But on the contrary, the disbelieving person, the transgressing person, the angels will come out from the hellfire with a garment from the hellfire and that garment will not be smelling like musk. That garment will not be smelling of a beautiful fragrance. It will be smelling of everything distasteful and everything terrible to us. Worse than we can ever imagine. And that person's soul will not be taken out like how the water is pouring very easily. It will be hard. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned that that kind of a soul, it will be taken out as if a silk cloth or a piece of a silk cloth is cast among thorns and then you pull that thorn, you pull that cloth out. What will happen to that cloth? That is how, or that is just an idea of what a person who has transgressed and who has sinned, how his soul will be taken out. And obviously, very contrary to the first picture. So once again, the destroyer of, of, of enjoyment, but at the same time, the tuhfa of a believer, the gift of a believer. It is up to us how we wish to make it. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu an mentions that once the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took me by my shoulder and he said, Oh Abdullah, be in this world like a stranger or a traveler on the road. Someone who knows that this journey is not forever. We're on the last leg. Remember the last leg is not when you pass 50 or when you pass 40 or when you pass 60 then okay now I'm on the last leg. No, death, death knows no age, no age limit, no age restriction. Death knows no color, death knows no age, no gender. Death will come to everyone at any given moment. So live your life like a traveler in this world. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah would then continue to say that in the evening, 
do not anticipate to see the morning. And in the morning, do not anticipate to see the evening. Take from your health for your illness, meaning you have good health, but allot a certain portion or a certain time that one day I can get sick, one day I will get sick, and allot from your life for your death as well, that this life is not going to last forever. Ubadah bin Samit radiallahu anh mentions, and this is, this is the pinnacle of, of, of a mu'min's life, that how he should be looking forward to death. How many of us will actually say, you know, I, I can't wait to meet my Allah. And we should be living with that fear that how am I going to meet my Allah in this pitiful condition but at the same time that is when a dua should pour out from our heart. Ubadah bin Samit radiallahu an mentions that the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man ahabba liqa Allah, ahabba Allahu liqa'ahu. That person who wants to meet Allah, that person that says, oh Allah, I, I can't wait to meet you. I want to meet you, oh my Allah. Then Allah reciprocates that very same feeling and that Allah says that I also can't wait to meet you. وَمَنْ كَرِهَ لِقَاءَ اللَّهِ كَرِهَ اللَّهُ لِقَاءَهُ But in the converse, that person that doesn't want to meet Allah, he doesn't want to meet Allah, then Allah also reciprocates with that feeling that Allah would not want to meet us. At that point, Aisha radiallahu anha, or the narrator of the hadith says that it could have been another wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then asked the question that, O oh, Nabi of Allah, we don't like death. Death is something that is distasteful for us. We, 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 don't, we don't like it. We're not looking forward to it. And the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, I'm not telling you that you must love death, that you must love the aspect of death. وَلَكِنْ المؤمن إِذَا حَضَرَهُ الْمَوْتِ when a mu'min is about to pass away, then bushira بِرِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ وَكَرَامَتِهِ Then that mu'min is given the glad tidings of the pleasure of Allah and of the honor that Allah will give him on qiyamah. And there is nothing more beloved to that mu'min than what lays before him and what is waiting for him in anticipation, with eager anticipation. فَأَحَبَّ لِقَاءَ اللَّهِ this is what we mean that he is loving to meet Allah and he is yearning to meet Allah. Meaning to be a firm believer on the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah. To live your life every moment of your life with this kalima before you. That before you do anything wrong, remember that day is going to come. Are you forming part of the group that is loving to meet Allah or forming part of the group that is disliking that very moment? Abu Qatada radiallahu an narrates, that once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was seated and a janazah was passing by him. A body was passing by the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said at that moment, Mustarihun aw mustarahun minhu. Mustarihun aw mustarahun minhu. And the sahaba radiallahu anhum asked that, O oh, Nabi of Allah, what is mustarih and what is mustarah minhu? Explain to us what are you saying? Now, if we were to translate the word mustarih, it means that person that is taking a rest. That person that is taking a rest. And mustarahum minhu means that person that others are taking a rest from him. Others are taking a rest from him. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam explains. And he says that the believer in a case like this, where he has passed away, he is mustarih. Why? Because he is now resting from the toils of the dunya, 
from the temptations of the world, from the harms of the world, from the harms of the people of the world, he is now rested from that. But on the converse, the disbelieving soul and the transgressing soul, he is mustarahum minhu, meaning that the people, the cities, the areas, the trees, every crawling creature, they are now rested from him and they, they, they are relieved that he is gone from the dunya. That is how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained to us the aspect of death. We now move on to a very important part of this topic of death, a subtopic from the theme of death. And that is what happens when a person passes away. And we are mentioning this because it is something very important to recognize and very important to take heed from. For the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, that لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ ضَرَبَ الْخُدُودِ وَشَقَّ الْجُيُوبِ وَدَعَى بِدَعْوَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ That person is not from among us when some musibah and the calamity of a person passing away in his family comes to him, then what does he do? He acts frantically. He starts hitting himself. He starts swearing at himself. He starts tearing his clothes apart. And he starts cursing and he starts mentioning and, 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 and passing statements that would be da'wal jahiliya, something that the people, the ignorant people or the people that were in the time of ignorance, something they would do. Laysa minna, he is not from us. We are instructed by Allah wa ta'ala to say, and Allah gives glad tidings to as-sabirin. sabirin Who are as-sabirin? Just a few days ago, we had Shaykh Hassan Ali, hafidahullah, who gave a talk in this very masjid and he emphasized on the part of As-Sabirin that Inna ma'as-Sabirin Allah himself and his mercy encompasses As-Sabirin, the patient people. So how does Allah describe who the patient people are? That when any calamity, when any difficulty afflicts them, قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Then they make this statement, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ Oh Allah, we are for you, we are from you, we have to go back to you. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ We have to make our return to you, O oh Allah. That is As-Sabirin, give them glad tidings. The hadith of Umm Salama. Wow, what a beautiful hadith. Umm Salama radiallahu ta'ala anha mentions, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِن مُسْلِمٍ تُصِيبُهُ مُصِيبَةٌ That there is no Muslim that any difficulty afflicts him. فَيَقُولُ مَا أَمَرَهُ اللَّهُ بِهِ And he mentions this very statement, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ And he makes a dua, اللَّهُمَّ آجِرْنِي فِي مُصِيبَتِي Oh Allah, give me a shelter in this difficulty that you have proposed to me. And replace for me something that is better than whatever has been taken away from me. Allah will definitely replace it with better. So Umm Salama radiallahu anha mentions that when my darling husband Abu Salama radiallahu anhu passed away, then I mentioned and I made a statement that who can be better than Abu Salama? It was that very household, the first household to migrate for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
and the incident goes as such that when Abu Salama radiallahu anhu proposed to Ummu Salama in for, for her hand in marriage, then she told him, I'll marry you on one condition, that you migrate to Medina Munawwara for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sake. And Abu Salama radiallahu anhu agreed and that is how they were married. So beautiful. So she was completely distraught that how, who is going to replace Abu Salama? And she reads this dua. And who becomes her husband after Abu Salama? None other than Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it is up to us how we wish to deal with something that is inevitable. Death is going to come. Firstly, for ourselves, we need to take clear stock of ourselves. Al-kayyisu mandana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al-mawt. The intelligent person is the one who daily or every minute, every hour, he takes stock of his actions. He asks himself that, what good did I do today? And no, it's not about, okay, if I feel good about myself, that I've done something good, then it's a sign of pride. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam actually explained to us, that is a sign of your iman, where your good deeds make you happy. But obviously we don't go about bragging to others. And at the same time, وَعَمِلَ لِمَا بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ That intelligent person is the one who remembers and he practices for after death. In the beginning, we asked the question and we did a little task. That remember or think of every something beloved to you. How beloved is that materialistic item to you now? How beloved and how closely attached are you to that material item now? And at the same time, those people that you maybe felt that you weren't so close to them, how much more do you want to be close to them now? For you do not know when you are going to go and you do not know when they are going to go. May Allah wa ta'ala make it such that we love and we want to meet Allah. That we, 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 we can't wait for the day that we meet Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. And that Allah makes it such that death is a tuhfa for us. Ameen ya Rabbul Alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد
فاطر السماوات والأرض جاعل الملائكة رسلا أولي أجنحة مثنى وثلاث ورباع يزيد في الخلق ما يشاء إن الله على كل شيء قدير والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم كل نفس ذائقة الموت وإنما توفون أجوركم يوم القيامة فمن زحزح عن النار وأدخل الجنة فقد فاز وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله ومن يفعل ذلك فأولئك هم الخاسرون وأنفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي أحدكم الموت فيقول رب لولا أخرتني إلى أجل قريب فأصدق وأكم من الصالحين ولن يؤخر الله نفسا إذا جاء أجلها والله خبير بما تعملون وقال تعالى حتى إذا جاء أحدهم الموت قال رب ارجعون وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثروا ذكر هاذم اللذات يعني الموت وقد قال, الله وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم 
من أحب لقاء الله أحب الله لقاءه ومن كره لقاء الله كره الله لقاءه فقالت عائشة أو بعض أزواجه رضي الله تعالى عنهن إنا لنكره الموت قال ليس ذلك ولكن المؤمن إذا حضره الموت بشر برضوان الله وكرامته وليس شيء أحب إليه مما أمامه فأحب لقاء الله وأحب الله لقاءه وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تحفة المؤمن الموت وعن أم سلمة رضي الله عنها قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من مسلم تصيبه مصيبة فيقول ما أمره الله به إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون اللهم آجرني في مصيبتي واخلف لي خيرا منها إلا أخلف الله له خيرا منها أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئًا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته وعن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وفي رواية معمر عن قتادة مرسلا وأقضاهم علي وأفرضهم زيد بن ثابت وأقرأهم أبي بن كعب وأعلمهم بالحلال والحرام معاذ بن جبل ولكل أمة أمين وأمين هذه الأمة أبو عبيدة بن الجراح رواه أحمد الترمذي وعن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا وعن عبد الله بن مغفل رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الله الله في أصحابي الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم ومن آذاهم فقد آذاني ومن آذاني فقد آذى الله ومن آذى الله فيوشك أن يأخذه رواه الترمذي 
ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين وأعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعل هذا البلد آمنا مطمئنا وسائر بلاد المسلمين ومقدساتهم اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم بارك لنا في في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم أعنا على غمرات الموت وسكرات الموت اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ونضالين لا أقسم بيوم القيامة ولا أقسم بالنفس اللوامة أيحسب الإنسان أن لن نجمع عظامه بلى قادرين على أن نسوي بنانه بل يريد الإنسان ليفجر أمامه يسأل أيان يوم القيامة فإذا برق البصر وخسف القمر وجمع الشمس والقمر يقول الإنسان يومئذ أين المفر كلا لا وزر إلى ربك يومئذ المستقر 
يُنَبَّأُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِمَا قَدَّمَ وَأَخَّرُ بَلِ الْإِنسَانُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ بَصِيرَةٌ وَلَوْ أَلْقَى مَعَاذِيرَهُ لَا تُحَرِّكْ بِهِ لِسَانَكَ لِتَعْجَلَ بِهِ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَهُ فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعْ قُرْآنَهُ ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا بَيَانَهُ كَلَّا بَلْ تُحِبُّونَ الْعَاجِلَةَ وَتَذَرُونَ الْآخِرَةَ وجوه يومئذ ناظرة إلى ربها ناظرة ووجوه يومئذ باسرة تظن أن يفعل بها فاقرة كلا إذا بلغت التراقي وقيل من راق وظن أنه الفراق والتفت الساق بالساق إلى ربك يومئذ المساق الله لمن حمده الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين فلا صدق ولا صلى ولكن كذب وتولى ثم ذهب إلى أهله يتمطى أولى لك فأولى ثم أولى لك فأولى أيحسب الإنسان أن يترك سدى ألم يكن طفة من مني يمنى ثم كان علقة فخلق فسوى 
فجعل منه الزوجين الذكر والأنثى أليس ذلك بقادر على أن يحيي الموتى سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة اللهم إنا نسألك الجنة وما قضب إليها من قول أو عمل ونعوذ بك من النار ونعوذ بك من النار ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول أو عمل اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم أعنا على غمرات الموت وسكرات الموت اللهم احفظنا من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيد ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين